I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 197. This week featuring my guest Brandy LM of The Bottom Shelf. Uh, they are a band out of Austin, Texas. And uh, Brandy is a pop alt-rock singer, originally from York, PA. Uh, near here, uh, her songs generally focus on mental health and the stresses of working while being a student. Um, in our conversation, we definitely talked fairly uh, in-depth about that and uh, talked about her recent move to Austin, as well as just uh, a bunch of candid stories uh, about her struggles, successes, and goals. Uh, Brandy is currently a full-time musician now and has been releasing music since 2019. Uh, I featured her latest track called Sleeping Alone, which uh, happens to be doing pretty well on Spotify. So if you like it, uh, you can certainly go find it there or anywhere else you like to listen to music. But um, regardless, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local art and local music and all that stuff. We certainly appreciate it and uh, hopefully yourself are doing all right. It's absolutely beautiful here in uh, Maryland uh, this week weather's finally uh turning the corner so that's cool uh in personal news and notes i got some gigs this weekend you can check the uh, hollow truth fan page i'll probably update a few of those uh details there but uh yeah last few things uh, i usually mention uh, part-time rockstar fest is uh june 3rd uh it's coming up quick it'll be at fishhead cantina in baltimore maryland we got about 16 bands or so all from the show uh should be a really fun time there's also merch for this show on Shopify, and I put the link for that in the episode notes. If you need a t-shirt, uh, those are always popular. And then uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is the video side of this thing, so if you're looking for a music video, we're also doing that. And then finally, Truly Strings, the sponsor of the show. It's the best guitar shop in all the land, all the Laurel Maryland, as it were. And uh, yeah, I take all my guitars there. Steven is a luther. He always does a great job. But, uh, yeah, without uh, any more rambling here, we'll get to the conversation with Brandy. We're about to hear the song Sleeping Alone. Graduated to the the video element yet? Oh, that's all good. I'm glad because I look kind of gross. <laughs> nah, I don't think you look too bad, but uh, probably a little better than me. That's for sure. So. Before this? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. I said, "What were you doing before this?" You said you were at work, right? Um, no, I was actually running around town. Um, we have a video shoot tomorrow, so I was getting some gear. For that and um, I'm sorry I don't know why it keeps cutting out like that but your band uh yeah 
Um, I also do video stuff for uh, for people, so for other bands around town as well. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Um, but were you doing it for your band or for other bands? Uh, tomorrow is for other bands. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Uh. But. Yeah. Basically, it's a, it started kind of as an extension of this podcast because I started realizing I met a bunch of people and we all kind of need the same stuff. So. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we definitely. I was asking what other bands you were um working for. Oh yeah. So one is a uh, one is a person I don't know yet, and then. Uh, mm-hmm. One is actually a super secret project that is my, that is called the Dad Beats, and since yeah. um, it's actually oh, like- it's my dad and a bunch of um other dads who have started a band. Well, <laughs> so are they gonna like dad jokes? Hopefully, hopefully, I can. I think pre- that would be a good to have or like where. Like the classic, like I don't know, jorts and like, yeah, New Balance, where the hell dads wear. I don't really know exactly, but it yeah, depends if you're like, like a, like a middle class dad. They are all pretty middle class for sure. I think. Sure. But um, but yeah, um, thanks for obviously coming on the show and and finding me. I'm. Or if I found you, I, I can't remember. Instagram's kind of a big place, and I think that's usually where I meet most people. Because you were doing a podcast with um, Souls Extolled. Right. Yep, that makes sense then. And you are in Austin? Yes. That's awesome. How do you like Austin? Um, I feel like it's like my second home. I mean, it it started because like my best friend moved away from here. And so I just started coming down. And then obviously I played music as well. So it just was like a perfect uh, parlay. And to just kind of getting to be a part of the scene in a in a little, little way, you know. Definitely. How do you say, what are some of the biggest differences between like the Baltimore and Austin scene, do you think? Well, Austin's better, and I can go on a you know a bit a bit of a, a monologue as to why. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't feel like here really like lends itself to original music that much. There's plenty of great bands and and decent songwriters around here, but you know they they usually end up touring or at least moving to Nashville or something like that if they're really big shots, but. Um, you know, I started this thing just to kind of promote those of us who are around and, and stuff like that. What I like about Austin is, you know, you can go to a place and it seems like it doesn't really matter if it's a strictly cover band or not. It seems like people way more expect to hear original stuff, at least in my... Like the real venues? Like... Yeah original music but like i know i personally play a lot of shows that like suck it kind of hurt my soul a little bit um but i mean it doesn't hurt my soul because people sing along they're happy and that makes me happy but like 
But to pay the bills, you got to do those cover gigs. But then there's some really, really awesome venues here where you can play originals for sure. Yeah. So I really like that about Austin and some other cities. Um, but, you know, Baltimore and D.C. are still cool. Um, they still got their spots where if, if you do actually want to go see music in the original sense, go check out a band. There are good bars for that. There's, you know, a few staples that have been here for decades. But by and large, it's a, I would say, like a cover music town for sure. Yeah. So. What was your venue to play at in Baltimore? Well, here, like the, the one of the staples is the auto bar has been around that was, for... one. that was my favorite one too okay. <laughs> to play it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that's awesome you got in there i mean i've been seeing all my favorite bands since i was a kid there and you know yeah i love that bar because it like it is big but it still has this weird kind of like intimate diving feel and i like the yeah. little like balcony. i like that they had parking in the back so like yeah all <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not the worst parking situation <laughs> compared to New York City or something. Austin. I'm sorry, I feel like there's like a gap between... I hope it gets recorded anyway, but I feel like there's a small gap sometimes between when you start talking. This doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. I don't really know how to fix it. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I'm just going to adapt in the way that I, I'm going to be a little slower to respond. So it's not me being completely... Um, autistic over here. I'm just gonna like give it a beat. So <laughs> if I'm like a little on the spectrum myself. I think we all yeah. are. <laughs> I uh, I firmly agree. Um, yeah. If you're in this in this ballpark, but um, yeah, that's cool. You've made it out this far, and um, I was checking out your stuff music-wise. I didn't quite check out like your itinerary or your dates other than I noticed you had some South by, uh, ones this year, of course. And, uh, yeah. I'd like to get to know more about, uh, you know, you getting around and stuff, but I guess we could just start by that or start with that and just ask, you know, how South by went for you this year and possibly compared to past years, maybe too. Yeah. So this is only my second South by and I had okay. so Probably too much fun. Um, I was reminded of my age a lot. <laughs> Definitely was it this like South by. But um, last year, I so both years I didn't actually apply for official stuff because I know that there are so many really cool shows that are like South by Southwest unofficial. Right. Yeah. I and then even if you apply like. Do you know Launch back in Pennsylvania? Launch Music Festival? Yeah, some of my friends go. Yeah, I love that. But it was like, if you applied and didn't get it, I always got in, but if you applied and didn't get in, you still got like a free pass to go at least. But with South by, mm -hmm. it's like, you apply, you just spent like $50 for no reason and you don't get anything, you know, for it. And uh, just some of the coolest shows I've seen weren't, like a fish I've seen some really cool official shows and I've seen some really yeah. cool like but last year my guitar player was doing a tour 
he's from LA and he's in like another band. So they were doing like a whole thing. So yeah, yeah. and a filling guitar players, but my filling guitar players were playing with like 15 different bands because it's South by. So there was just like, I was just playing solo stuff during South by last year, which was like, yeah. and like this year I got to actually play with the band. So that was more fun. And then on my off days, like I was playing like Thursdays through Sundays, the South by, and then during the week, I just got to go out and really enjoy. Like I got, since my friends were like South by, my bandmates were like South by artists and stuff. I had like the backstage, nice. whatever. I was just friends with some of the people that were playing like Empire stuff. So like getting to just hang out like backstage with them and get just getting to see some of my friends play shows that like were insane. Like they, they've seen like real like arena shows and I'm like, that's my friend. Like you go like, yeah. And you know, getting to play myself. I don't know. It was all just a lot of fun this year to be honest. That's awesome. I I've learned to some degree, depending where you are, from just walking around with a guitar case, if of course you're not at the official shows, that like I've drunkenly just stumbled backstage to places I shouldn't have gone, just because I wanted to go hang out with a band I knew, and I just walked in with a guitar case, and security was like, "Yep, graced you. You're here to play." The last year, I actually did because my band wasn't around. It was weird. Like my band and I are very close, but we like were all spread out because like you know. One was away, and then the other ones were playing in other bands. And I was more, I was with, like, a different group of friends. But two of the days, I just went down with a guitar on my back and walked around so I could, like, start conversation. Yeah. I remember dude, at some official, like, they were launching some, like, app for musicians, and I have all these, like, official, like, interviews and cool pictures and, like, in front of, like, one of those, you know red carpet type things and like it all just happened because I wandered around with a guitar or somebody found me on Instagram like there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do without actually like buying South by stuff like yeah. without that yes I'm sure it's even cooler if you do but I plan to yeah. next year here for me has been crazy <laughs> that's awesome yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to dive into that. Uh, the only other last thing I, th I figured I'd mention is, like, one time someone, like, pitched me, like, a th like $1,000 pay-to-play, like, showcase gig. And at the time... Oh, that. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, it cut out a little bit. Uh, where's... And I got a bunch of, like, pay-to-play offers. Yeah. No, but yeah. At the time, I was making a bunch of money, so it was, like partially considering it it was like well maybe i'm sure it'll be like any other gig where they promise you a bunch of things and it's just like an average gig so i was thinking about it but then i was like eh. and this was like before i started the podcast so i ended up just nixing that idea and i was like yeah well maybe we'll just go down next year and it just happened i started the podcast blah 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 i met some people and then that just led to kind of getting gigs and i was like this feels a lot more organic and just like yeah. sort of natural Definitely. I, uh, 
Well, okay, that was actually one thing when I was talking about Baltimore versus Austin. I will say yeah. Baltimore to play stuff than Austin does. Um, ish. Like, it's not exactly pay to play, but it's like, yeah. you know, you, you have to, like, hustle. And there are, there are things like that here, but it's not as, like, brutal. And uh, my guitar player, like I said, is from L.A. and has this very firm, firm, like, I will never, ever do a pay to play because it's such a thing there. And the rest of my band, like, kind of feels the same. And I kind of feel the same. So... We like, we just won't do that. Like, yeah. there's a different. And it's like, it's like here's tickets, and then you get a percentage of your ticket sales. But it's like, if you, if you're really gonna like eat the cost, like, uh, it just doesn't seem right. Especially when like there are venues that don't even do any of the promotion. They just like expect them to do all of it, and it's just like, no, uh, I don't know. No, I mean, you're spot on. I, I could go on about that, and I guess maybe I didn't mention that up front, but I think it's true because a lot of people around here have money, and including musicians who are playing. There's not, a, there's not a lot of, like, <laughs> destitute musicians, as many, I would say, as, like, there are in some other cities. It's like, this is very much like a side project, hence the name of the freaking podcast and everything else. But, like, you know, people... They just got money, so I feel like in it's Baltimore. more, especially DC, but it trickles yep. over to the, because it's, it's the whole NSA government area, basically, or just whatever you want to call it, bureaucratic area, so a lot of bands, and unfortunately, they're not always good bands, but they got money. They got a ton of money, so like for them, throwing a couple hundred bucks at a show and just be like, eh, we paid or we didn't pay, we didn't make money, it's like absolutely nothing that is true when i used to play in the baltimore scene some of the bands i played with were very like you know i'm just gonna play because it's fun it's like yes it is but like i like i personally like support my whole lifestyle like by you know making money from music so like i don't know um yeah and austin's also super weird because austin is crazy crazy rich people live here like there's a place mm. i worked is that elon musk secretly lives in i'm not even gonna say where it is because it's actually secret. Like, i could probably get in trouble for talking about it but uh like he's in there and like costs like a basic apartment there is like 25 grand a month um and like 400 square foot houses are $750,000 in Austin. Like it is, people have money here, but musicians, because they have music like all year, like all day long, all year round, some places pay awesome, but a lot of them can very easily pay like shit because it's like, oh, you won't play for this? Well, someone else will. Because uh, of us it is very oversaturated but it's also a very friendly scene i will say that like people are not out like bringing each other down if anything everyone especially because austin is such an implant city like nobody like comes here with friends so everyone is like you know let's all be friends yeah i agree i uh like I said, it's it's been really cool 
because I just started, you know, the podcast thing mostly for bands around town where I am, but then Austin just became like this natural place to just hone in on. And I try to hone in yep. on cities that I like around the country, but that one, it, like everything you're saying holds true to me. Like it's super supportive. Everyone's like, Hey, you need, like, if I show up for instance, to go play somewhere with no gear, which I've sadly, oh, people, I see it all the time. They'll just come in, you know, from out of state and they're like, I've got nothing. And it's like, well, there's yeah. thousands here that are just like, here you go, man. Or lady, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super, super appreciative of it. And I don't take it for granted, but it's part of the reason I like coming down, you know, because everyone is like that. And then I just want to give it back, you know, I'm just like, hey, okay, like, how can I help you? You know, like, I got microphones and a laptop, small audience, like, if I can help, you know, get your music out there in any small way, like, I could try to do that, you know, too. Absolutely. Um, should I talk more about, like, my music, like, my personal project stuff? Yeah. Or is it more your thing? Like, not no, really. I'm about like, that. Are we talking about this? And, like, I'm supposed to be explaining my project. And I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I don't, I don't always do the best job at getting off on the right foot and getting into people's projects just because I try to get to know them first. And then also because of this, I swear this doesn't always happen, but there's a little delay going. So I'm, uh, I'm sorry. trying to make sure that, like, when you're talking – it gets heard, and then I'll obviously try to ask you a question. Yeah. But um, I was listening to your stuff. And I did have a few like thoughts and questions on it, obviously. And oh. um, it sounds, uh, you know, pretty rock and roll, actually. Um, a bit punk rock. I was thinking about mm -hmm. asking even, a, you know, who plays guitar in the band, too, because that's kind of what I do. But um, it, it was cool. It was, like, a little bit refreshing you know, from some of the, like I said, I, not just Austin in general, um, it seems to have some sort of sound, but you seem to, uh, defer from that. It's a little divergent, which is good. And, um, yeah. it's definitely in the rock yeah. and roll territory, which I like, and even kind of in the punk rock a little too, as well as pop. So I was mm -hmm. going to kind of dive into that with the different songs. Um, but I could also, kind of let you lead off on you know some of the feedback you've gotten thus far as well but that those were my just broader thoughts no definitely well a big thing about my music is i don't know like it we recorded it in 2017 anyway ugh, my sound is so strange um like at heart like i always be kind of like alternative rock dark pop-ish as I age like I have a list of I think it's 25 songs that I have that I want to record and right now um I can't talk too much about it but I have not been able to record for a while but I'm I think I'm getting pretty close to being like allowed to again so I'm kind of figuring out how I'm gonna like fund that because I know I don't think I will have like a label anymore but anyway um they like matured a lot. But anyway, when it all started, 
it was funny because I've had almost 30 members of my band, if not 30, like, members of my band. Respect. And I think two of them I'm not on great terms with because one is my ex who cheated on me and the other one is his friend. And that's it. The rest of them, like, we keep in contact all the time, like, the way it is. Um, but I had been writing songs since I was, like, literally, like, I couldn't even write yet. And I would make up a song and I would make my babysitter write it down because I couldn't, like, spell. And then I would, like, perform it later. And then I was in, like, honors choir and, like, you know, just doing all this stuff. And then eventually... I was like, well, I should learn to play an instrument because I want these songs to come to life. So I taught myself guitar, like, badly. Um, it, I think, like, it's pretty impressive how long I've played guitar, how badly i play played guitar. Um, but it kind of goes with the whole punk thing, whatever. Uh, but basically, I... I don't know, I learned, like, how to play power chords. And then I was always performing at open mics and I met like four people and I was like, none of them knew each other. I didn't know them. And I just started a group chat and I was like, do y'all want to be a band? And they were like, yeah, I guess. And like within, I don't know, two months or something, we recorded our first like EP because I went to school for like music. I went to school for professional writing and music industry and then I was able to, like, record there for free, but it was, like, college kids, like, experimentally recording my stuff. So all my stuff, like, bless their hearts, but it, like, it just, you know, it's recorded, like, very, definitely sounds very, like, punk. And it's very, like, the song was half written at the time, and, like, some of the songs I have three different people playing guitar, just switching back and forth, and it, like, doesn't make any sense. Um... And it's just evolved a lot since then. But I've always wanted to do, like, alternative rock type of music. And I guess it always kind of just turned punk. I don't really know how to explain it. Um, but as I age, I'm looking, like, I got into more of a, like, I wanted it to be dark pop. I wanted it to be, like heavy bass and like synth and make you feel kind of uncomfortable and I'm still kind of there and some of my new stuff I'm like really 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 excited for people to hear it's like you can like boogie to it but it's still dark and it's still rock um and then I also have a lot of these very melodic kind of fucked up dark songs too that I want to surface and I always thought my band was kind of weird because they're hard to, or like at least my music is hard to like put in one. I don't know. It's hard to put in a box. And I heard that's like a conceited thing to say. I never knew that before. But like when people, apparently it's pretentious to be like, oh, I don't really know. I'm my own sound. I don't know who I sound like. Like I can name people I sound like. Like, uh, but I am definitely all over the place. Like, I don't know. Well, um, so one thing I could say after talking to essentially hundreds of weirdos on the internet, um, we all basically, and I use weirdo as not necessarily a pejorative term, but almost affectionate. Um, yeah. None of, none of us really like having to describe our sound. 
but it is helpful if you can. That's all I'll say. It's not like you're conceited if you can't. Um, it just becomes a, such an annoying question, and I almost have stopped asking it. I try to like put it into my own definition when I ask people to kind of like lead them as a more of a compliment rather than trying to ask them directly because I think most of us get annoyed. But if you do end up coming up with a three-second, bam, this is what we sound like, like a little catchphrase, that's cool too, you know? What, kind of, what I say sometimes is like, it's kind of like no doubt but less ska, more grunge, and a little bit of dark pop. There you go. Good way to say it, but then I do have a few songs that are a little bit they have more of that, like Lana Del Rey, Noah Cyrus. Like, it's either like you're gonna get Hell some yeah. grunge-based shit, or you're gonna get like the sad girl shit. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've started calling my band Sound Modern '90s. Yeah, modern '90s. Yeah, and honestly, I, I... <laughs> feel free to steal it. Uh, it. Doesn't matter to me. I tell everyone, like, and you mentioned age a lot, and um, and, and, like I'm 32, for instance, so like. That's what I grew up on, and so uh, I'm sort of unapologetic about it. I mean, that's just, I can't help it. It's just my songwriting style, and I hope alternative rock, like your, like your music, kind of does make a little bit of a, a dent in whatever we're doing in indie rock as a whole now. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I get in my head where I'm like, oh, well, all these artists are making these songs that sound like this. This is what is popular. Um, but I've been trying to tell myself, like, I don't know, maybe if I just keep doing stuff different, I mean, there's already a lot of those, so maybe if I keep just doing whatever the hell I'm doing, that's like a little bit different, like, maybe that's a good, like, I don't know. I think so. Like, I, like Billy, I like everyone wants to record like Billy Eilish, you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to sing like that, not everyone, but like. It's a big thing. Everyone wants to produce like that or sing like that. And it's like, well, but there is a Billie Eilish, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of cool to create your own thing. Yeah. If you read an, read enough rock and roll biographies or watch enough TV, you know, following other people's coattails is only a short-term success. And if <laughs> if you... If you're doing this for attention, that's the right way to go. And if you're doing this because it feeds your soul and you don't know any other way to live, then it's probably just going to hurt you in the long run to, to follow that formula. So it's good. You're yeah. blaz blazing your own trail. Yeah. I feel like mine's a little bit of both. Every once in a while I play a good show and I, I, like, I feel my ego boost, you know, but I'm also... Oh, yeah. Like, there's people that, like... I have told myself so many times, I'm like, I have my degree, I have a lot of work experience, I could, I'm good at a lot of other stuff, I'm like, I could just walk away and make more money and not be like the suffering artist all the time, but I just can't, I don't think I ever will, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't really get to always ask this particular question I feel like to everyone but you seem like you might be a kindred spirit in the sense of like I feel like art to me is hopefully a reflection of a cool life it's a mirror that maybe you hold up it's almost like in the forefront of our minds 
it's in the forefront. But maybe really it's like we're just trying to do cool stuff. And then art is just a reflection of that, whether it's songs, whether it's books, whether it's whatever. And to have at least have that in general is to me like an important thing. I don't know if you feel similar or. Exactly. Um, but anyway, to uh, discuss your songs, I uh, I love and adore lyrics probably more than a person should. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I play instruments because I have to. <laughs> I let yeah. you know what I needs to be sound but like lyrics are like my everything hell yeah but cool so i wasn't sure where to start but let's start with like gutter star just because okay. i was kind of digging that one it's just kind of raw okay. it sounds like it might be part of your older material i didn't go back and check necessarily it's... or is it newer i'm sorry cut out oh it's older nice. um Star is amazing. Well, it's not. I'm not saying it's amazing. Like it's a great song, but I mean everyone should listen to it. But like, uh, it, it, so, so I'm an honor student, only person in my. Can you re- Sorry, can you restart? Like from where you started ten seconds ago, if that's possible. I just it completely cut out. So, Gutter Star, I really, really like. Um, it doesn't, I don't know. Some of my songs don't make sense anymore, but I still love them because they're still, like, about a point in my life. But uh, Gutter Star, I was, like, killing, like, quite literally killing myself in college because I was the only person in my family to like, go to college, and I had this, like, pressure of, like, you have to do well, and I didn't even want to go, and I was this, like, honor student, straight A, like, writing for magazines, and having these jobs before I even, like, left college, and, like, knowing I didn't really want to do that, and then the band was, like, this outlet, and I became just this wild, like, heavy drinking, staying up all night, writing, ridiculous music very quickly like playing popular shows for my area because i'm from york pennsylvania um which you know i did oh. a band we should, Baltimore, we should have let off with that then I've, i didn't realize that part yeah so york was cool though because like i could drive to new york i could drive to baltimore i could drive to i love lancaster to be honest out of all of them i love lancaster uh can we pause real quick and just say I do too? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Field of Screams as a kid. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. I used to go <laughs> much. I would go in for free and then just hang out with the monsters. Like at, as they were scaring people, I would just stay in the strobe lights. I'm surprised I don't have like I don't know. My uncle <laughs> helped build some of those contraptions. And- what? My uncle lived on that farm, the original Field of Screams. So he would build like some of the contraptions that like scare people on the hayride. So as yeah. kids, we would go out into the field 
in the cornfield and just laugh at like whatever he had built and it would scare the shit out of like all the people on the hayride so he used to call it field of laughs and that's what i remember my friends and i were my friends and i were crazy and we like lived there and i had like the biggest crush on this dude who i i don't think it was actually like legal at the time like whatever we had going on i was i was like or high school or something like that but i would follow him around everywhere and i would go in the attractions and just stay in there like for hours like watching people get scared like i love that place anyway that's cool sorry no that's cool i i did, either didn't pick that up from before i was kind of curious how you were so uh familiar with baltimore but everything you're saying is true about being close to uh big cities that is one that is the only thing i do not like about austin versus my old hometown because austin is great but texas is huge and you have to drive really far to go anywhere else cool but with york i could go to york harrisburg baltimore lancaster dc new york and that far to play shows like you could do all that but it was you know it was anywhere between a half an hour to like a three four hour drive austin everything is right here but then once you go outside of austin it's like nothing hard shit it's just desert i mean san antonio is pretty close but like um sorry we are supposed to be talking about oh so that was uh i was seeing this person that i didn't want to be and like literally like very 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 unhealthy um because i was just doing like everything i could to like work and stay up and study and be the straight a student and then meeting people on jackson street which was like our party bar street and like forming my band um is where i finally just kind of like realized who i was and became just kind of like a degenerate like real fast was just like i don't care about anything i would go out like all i would wear all the time was like ripped like tie-dye shirts from like the 70s with like high socks and like was just constantly like drunk and just always playing like every night of the week like didn't care about my classes but was still doing well in them somehow and I was like oh my god I'm free but like gutter star was then about just living in a small town and feeling like a rock star because everyone knows your name everyone comes to your shows like you're the coolest thing since sliced bread but it's like yeah because you're like a big fish in a little pond versus like my life now where I'm kind of a little fish in a big pond. But yeah, that's kind of what that song was about. That's cool. I was hoping to maybe uh, feature it on this episode as well as of course, like your latest song or any song you also want to feature, but that one just yeah. kind of stood out to me. It seemed East coast. And now that you've told the story, some of it's like the sound is, is coming together, which is cool. I'm starting to like, yeah. I'm starting to feel it out now. I was listening to a lot of Fiddler and Reverend Horton. Oh, hell yeah. Fiddler is like <laughs> one of my all-time favorite bands. So you might be like the third person on this podcast out of like 200 actually even knows Fiddler. So that's cool too. I was literally just going, I don't know. 
I just like started listening to them again the other day out of nowhere, like because I haven't in years because you know, like they were like a big. I was a big fan of them, and then you get older, and then you kind of forget, and then I found them again. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> where was this? <laughs> I've only been in Austin two years. I came here, I flew down, played one show during COVID, which was weird because it's Texas, so they're like kind of let you do stuff, but it was so empty. Like now we've got that like LA traffic. It is not actually as bad as LA, but it's it's like bad. But like back then it wasn't like that. I came, I played one show, I skated House Park. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, met a lot of cool skateboarders and shit and then like last minute got a hand tattoo then went back home and I'm like yep that's where I'm moving (laughs) and I like made my decision pretty quick so you skateboard too well so I actually just got a tattoo I forgot this isn't uh you can't see this anyway but I I just got a tattoo a couple months ago that said they used to skate um (laughs) because I have skated since I was like seven but I have a lot of anxiety and I kind of suck and I wind up hurting myself. And like, sometimes I hurt myself to the point that like playing is hard. And like, my thing was like, well, you know, I'm never ever going to be a professional skateboarder, but I do pay my bills by playing music. So, you know, (laughs) I kind of barely skate anymore. I might get back into it. That's cool. I grew up skating. I actually just yeah. left left my board in Philly this weekend, apparently, at an Airbnb after a show. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So. Wait, so you know FDR and Charm? I'm trying right. to think of what else. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. There's a bunch of them. That's where I went because I was from York. You might not know it as well, but it's no, there's a state. Yeah, there's an amazing park there in York. I don't think even people around here seem to know about it enough. Like, yeah, ten minutes from that place, I would just go there every day to like get my feelings out. <laughs> I had a lot of really cool friends. Actually, before I moved here, I did a farewell show at Reed Menzer, and a lot of people showed up, and it wound up. I felt kind of bad. It was so bad that like it was good, but it was so bad that like the cops got called, the lights got shut off for like six months so I kind of ruined it for everyone I had friends who like never drank were the most straight edge kids who got arrested for drinking that night all this like it was a banger I have like pictures of us like I don't know just hugging goodbye and like my band was playing and I hired a bunch of other bands to play and like I don't know that place is very special to me, even though I suck at skating now. <laughs> I mean, you sound like the way you're talking, like a bit of a figure. Have you thought about coming back to play show? Yeah. So, um, my professor talks to me about that a lot. Like, uh, my professor, he's the doctor of like music industry at my college. He's the one who got me like a lot of really, really cool opportunities he always talks about how, like, if I came back, he would set something up. And then I recently met a band from Boston during South By. 
And I was like, well, it could be cool. And I have a friend from Philly uh, who lives here. We both moved here at the same time and didn't realize that we both moved here. And I kind of feel like between all of them, something might happen. But I also really, really, really love the West Coast. And I would like, I have like kind of an idea of like a map for that too. And I suck at planning. I need to get like a, a tour planner because I, I want to do these things. <laughs> I'm terrible as well. All my gigs exist on one note in my iPhone for the entire year, and it's terrifying to think that, that could go away. But um, yeah, I feel I am on my website, and uh, I accidentally double paid for my website, and then I disputed it, and they just shut down my whole website. It's shit. up now because I disputed the one charge. They took the whole thing away, and I was like. Oh my God, where do I play? <laughs> so I feel you. The last Pennsylvania thing, and then I'll leave you alone. But um, I've so far done two festivals, and I'm hoping that they're both annual or semi-annual, whatever. One in Baltimore and um, one in Lancaster at Phantom Power, which I imagine you're probably familiar with, unless that's too new. Phantom but... Power in in Lancaster? Yes. Yeah, I've heard people talk about it, and honestly, it is new to me. Yeah, I think it's only two years old. Yeah, um, well, I moved. Right, so well, you I... wouldn't you have necessarily yeah. like grown up with it or something like that. And it I've was new, heard of New to me as well, but they were uh, gracious enough to let uh, some random guy with a podcast say, hey, I want to have like a music festival event thing, you know, there. So yeah. right now my plan is every year like to do one in the spring in Baltimore and then one in the fall in Lancaster there. So it, literally I'm telling you even felt like I played in like Philly and New York uh a good handful of times and I feel like people I don't know in Harrisburg and stuff too but I swear Lancaster and Baltimore there's just something about those scenes I really really love. They're like great yeah, Baltimore is super punk rock, but as a, you know, whatever, part-time rock star here, myself, we just had an mm -hmm. amazing, amazing show in Philly, and like, right now, our, our best shows seem to be there, so. Also, where was know. your last uh, The Grape Room, which is in like, North Philly, like, Manio. The one that moved here, and now we like, play shows together, but we didn't know that the other one moved here uh we used to play at the grape room together dude i love that <laughs> hell yeah that's that's like the to me it's like the auto bar of, of philly i love so, the grape room so good honestly well ironically enough we've we've spent you know most of our time talking about philly and <laughs> pa and baltimore more than austin but um <laughs> Because I don't get to like talk to people about that as often. Most everyone here is from LA, so like or Seattle. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, I don't start, get I started calling people. Austin like California East. Yeah, that Austin I there's a lot of people I kinda wanna get one to be honest. There's a lot of people that have tattoos that are either like the outline of Texas that says California in it or the outline of like 
sections in it, and I think it's really fun one at some point to be honest as a Maryland as a Marylander obviously I'd have to get the Texas outline with the Maryland flag in it I mean, that would be oh, my, <laughs> that'd be my go-to I I was speaking of Maryland okay we I guess we should talk about stuff other than just there but I one thing like for one I hate flip-flops no offense to anyone who likes them I just don't wear flip-flops but I went to a prom in Baltimore because one year I went to like four proms and I'm not sure why, but I forgot to pack any clothes even though I stayed overnight other than prom clothes and I had like heels on. So I had to go to a gift shop and I bought flip-flops that had crabs all over them because obviously they would have crabs on them because in Maryland. And they are to this day the only pair of flip-flops that I own and I call, I call them my crab flops and... Uh, they always remind me of a uh, East Coast. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um, to go back to your music, I mean, uh, like I said, I like to feature at least at least one song um, per episode, but usually two. And yeah. um, I know you sent me "Not a Soul," which I think is the newest. But then there's also "Sleeping Alone," which I guess by you know, of course. The old internet metrics is kind of the, the air quotes, the hit. So, I mean, between the two of those, I'm not sure which one you would say. Usually, I feel like people want the newer one, but I'm curious about both. So, if there's a story behind either that you feel like telling, then. I think about both, quickly, probably. Uh, sleeping Alone is... Uh... The music video for it is fun. I don't know if you've seen it, but you should look at the music video. That's one of the more fun videos um, I play. In both videos, I skateboard and play guitar at the same time. But Oh, really? All right. But anyway, uh, Living Alone is a pretty simple concept. It just has to do with my like not wanting to be alone with my thoughts and then hanging out with the wrong crowds of people all the time or just any, it's not always the wrong crowds of people, but it's just like the, I'll date someone I don't really like. And I, sleeping alone is weird for me because I don't actually uh, resonate with it as much anymore. Like I've gotten yeah. a lot better times when I sing it. It's almost kind of like, eh, you know? Um, but it's still a good song and I know other people can relate to it, but it's just about like, you know, staying out way too late, doing stupid shit, hanging out with, like, the wrong crowds just for the sake of, like, not being alone with my thoughts. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much what the song's about. And I just know that I'm not the only one who's like that. Uh, not a soul is, is weird. Sometimes I barely know what I'm talking about, but in the song myself, but I think it was a little bit of a glimpse into the future, to be honest. Um, some of my songs, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I write them, and then later on, they make more sense than they did. And some of them, I, I'll grow. Anyway, so Not a Soul was about basically making plans to change your life and shutting the fuck up about it. Um... And, like, not, like, 
I'm very, very open online. I'm always online. I'm always posting stories. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that. But it was really about having that importance of like, yes, I'm posting this, but I'm also working like behind the scenes to kind of change my life and no one really needs to know about it. And I think that's a lot of people need to do that. Like not always tell people your intentions, like kind of work in secrecy. Like if you watch the music video, the whole thing is like, I am watching it by the way, right now, as you talk, it's pretty funny. I got multiple screens going. So it's pretty cool. I got questions on it, but anyway, go ahead. It's me escaping from, like, I was living, I moved back home with my parents, and I was, like, very uncomfortable because I was, like, I don't know. I felt too old to move back with my parents, but I knew that I wanted to save money so I could move somewhere else versus, like, spend money to live, you know, in my hometown. Um, So, like, at this time, I was, like, in the music video, it's, like, me being, like, locked in the bedroom as, like, a little girl with, like, pigtails and a duck rabbit, you know, like, kind of just feeling, like, kid and sneaking out. And there's literally even a part, it was freezing that day, and I was in, like, lingerie, walking through a tunnel and like, bare feet. And it's basically, like, me kind of, like, crawling through this tunnel underground, not telling anyone about it like jumping off the roof of my house, like hiding and then coming out on the other side. It's just kind of, the, you know, rock star, like kind of like following my dreams, but not let necessarily talking about it. You know, it's just kind of that concept of like, uh, there's like a certain quote. I can't remember what the quote is, but it's basically the concept of uh, just doing things and not telling anyone about it, just like letting them see the result. Um, and uh, there are some weird quotes in there. Uh, there's like a specific line that says like, the rabbits are lying down, their eyes fixed on mine, they've got a message, I'm not running, I'm scared to hide. And that line was really weird, but it, I just remember being on a jog one day and looking down at these rabbits and I'm like a really big like animal rights like advocate I haven't eaten meat in over 20 years or whatever and I like remember looking these rabbits in the eye and being like you know I always wanted to have more of a voice so I could help like little critters like you <laughs> and what the hell being just being stuck in my hometown not doing anything with my life and like that's what that line was about it was kind of like no I need to go th- forward with my plan of like being who I want to be and like whether anyone knows about it or not like I just need to get to this like next step in my life and like looking back I really 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 made huge leaps in my life like from that point but I didn't know back then that it was actually going to work <laughs> that's awesome you know what's your uh do you have a favorite animal um an octopus yeah those it was- they are aliens it was yes, they are like aliens. They're super smart. They can cut off bad things, like you know, limbs and like regrow better ones. I have an octopus set too here, but uh, apartment has octopuses all over it. But uh, I used to like walruses just because they were funny. But then I found out that manatees 
are the like vegan walruses. So I, I might like them better now. So I have a walrus tattoo and a face manatee tattoo. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you can really see it, but it is a manatee with outer space inside of the manatee. That's awesome. <laughs> but octopus. Yeah. You mentioned like not understanding <clears throat> a song for a couple years. I've had a long standing theory that like it probably takes two years to really write a song because you've digested something, some part of the story, some part of the emotion over that span. And then probably another two years to really like understand it. And there's like this four year period where like it's kind of you're in the gray. I don't know if you agree or disagree or whatever, but I'm just curious. I bel- I like believe it. I don't know. It's really weird for me because like I'm not sure what to think. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately where I play. I'm still playing songs that I released in 2017. Mm. Like, wow, these lyrics are fucked up. And, like, and some of them I don't agree with anymore, and then some of them I understand, and I'm not really sure. Like, to be honest, I'm not really sure there is, like, a certain amount of time, but I do know that, like, I think that the meaning kind of changes depending on where you are in your life sometimes. Like, I don't know. Like, Like, it's still basically the same, but... Like, I don't know, you can interpret it a little bit different or, like, justify it or understand it more. Yeah. And then the other, I guess, thought I had on what you are saying before is, like, trying to think of, like, a cogent way to say or ask the question, but sort of, like, you know, you're describing basically taking care of yourself behind the scenes. And obviously when you're in the artist world, whatever it is, put yourself out there a fair amount so you kind of want to show people the you know the cool shit not necessarily the hard stuff that you're doing um do you care to like tap in to like the, the hard stuff maybe or like the things you're doing that you feel like help you you know surrounding mental health and uh those sort of things Out of most people that have, like, any sort of presence online, I'm maybe a little, like, overly honest. Or not overly honest, but I think I'm kind of transparent. Obviously not perfect. Like, the last thing I posted was this huge, like, highlight reel of, like, all the fun stuff I get to do. Because my life is really fun now. But, like, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. I think I am a good artist because I'm not saying I'm a great artist or anything. I think the only reason I can do art is because I have a lot of mental health problems. And, you know, I've spent spent a lot of time inside, in and out of hospitals and uh, dealing with, you know, addiction and uh, eating disorders and insomnia and just severe, severe, severe anxiety and, like, panic attacks and, like, just especially when you're gonna perform like I don't it's weird because I don't have like stage fright necessarily but if I am anxious and then also have to perform like that's a horrible feeling like because you're like 
I get weird, like, if I have to sit in, like, a classroom and I can't leave. Like, in college, I had, like, almost a 4.0. I, I don't know. Like, for a while, I had a 4.0, and then I started just, like, not caring as much, and I had a 3.9 or something. But, like, uh, I would get all these good grades, but I literally had, like, a legal note from the government to let me just not show up to class. Like, I would do the work. But I got just such bad anxiety just being stuck and not being able to leave. So, like, being able to be on stage and you have to just pretend you're fine and pretend nothing's going on and everyone's laughing and having a good time and they're drinking and they want to sing along. Like, being in those situations when you're, like, mentally not okay. So I'm definitely curious to kind of go into the subject a little. I didn't get my first panic attack till I was 30. So I'm curious, like when you got yours. I don't like, I think I was honestly like a toddler when the stuff started because I had to go into therapy by the time I was like sick, just so bad. And it's crazy to me. I like, I know I have, like, worse anxiety than most people, but, like, I, lately, like, I meet people, and they're like, yeah, I had my first panic attack the other day, and I'm like, yeah, they are, like, in their 30s or 20s or whatever, and I'm like, wait, are you serious? Like, people live <laughs> like, like, yeah, I shouldn't laugh, but, you know. no. like, you can laugh, it's just, like, I just didn't even know that people, like, lived like that until <laughs> recently, like, I really didn't. And uh, I think it has to do with, like, a lot of people who meet me are like, oh, you're so chill. I'm, like, really chill until I'm just, like, off the wall, like, like shaking and, like, pacing. Not talk to me, like, I'm losing, you know, whatever. But I think I'm very, quote, unquote, chill because my brain is so chaotic that, like, it's really fucked up shit can happen like right in front of my face and i'm like okay well (laughs) yeah i completely understand that because uh, you know like for seven years well professionally and longer if you count my volunteer years i was paramedic oh i I was always the chillest person in the fire department by most people's metrics and reputation and um eventually i uh once i got the panic attacks i was out i was done like crazy too because panic attacks are wild because it's like yeah it's your brain like no you didn't cut your arm off but like it you're feels physically... like you're gonna die well yeah and your body is reacting that way too like it will physically it causes your heart to race and your blood pressure to right. go up and you're mess up you're that you you can get sick like it's it's very strange like because it's like the physical symptoms are also real but it's like you could just control it with your brain like you know try but i mean you know, for, for years i treated hundreds of people probably you know and was like i'm empathetic and i i kind of want to understand but i didn't understand i don't think really i was just like okay well you know i'll i'll do what you need me to do i'll give you some drugs here we'll calm you down you know we'll 
provide like the best environment we can for you but obviously I didn't really get it you know until it happened to me (laughs) I was like oh this is like way more real than I ever thought it was it's so strange it becomes more real than like the reality like around you it's really funny because that's when I started realizing that some people just straight up don't get panic attacks because I I've only lived here two years, and I think I went to the ER like five times. <laughs> I don't know um, exactly. I had some things happen, um, but one of them was just a really, really, really bad panic attack, and like, I don't know, my heart rate was like 130 for a solid like 12 hours, and I just never like stopped. Like, I, I was just, I was like, all right, now I, I just have to go, and it wound up they gave me the same medicine I already had at home and it was like $700 and I was so upset. But anyway, the dude who was with me, I was like trying to talk to him. I was like, you know, it's just like, like, I, like I know, like it's not, it's in my head, but I don't want to stop. And he's like, actually I've never had anxiety in my life. I can't relate. And like, like this is like my doctor. And I was like, wait, are you serious? And like, (laughs) it's wild. It really is, because like I said, I'd be like that doctor for years. I'd just be like, I'm sympathetic, I want to help, but I don't know what it's like, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, until it kicked my ass, and then I was like, enough's enough. Um, I'm out, because there was some residual effect building up in my subconscious that of remaining calm around complete chaos, I guess eventually a brain said, said, you, you can't do this no more. Sorry, buddy. Like I definitely that happening. There's a lot of people I know that I've been very close to that, like, are always so chill, and those people, like, they wind up having, you know, some kind of random breaking point. And, yeah. like, when you're not used, like, it's just like, oh my god, I'm dying, like, everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but, yeah. like, on, it's just like, oh my god, like, I don't know how to cope with this, because you don't, like, learn the coping skills, so you don't need to, like. Yeah, originally. I never did. I didn't know you needed them. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, oh, if you have a bad day, you just drink some beers, smoke some weed, like, whatever, like, move on, you know? I didn't know you could could have a panic attack and you needed, like, coping skills. Like, you're a child. I had had no idea. Yeah. It's a lot. Not to get too dark, but... No, that's cool. I don't... Like I said, I don't get to talk to everybody about it all the time. But, I mean, I I get it now in a way that I didn't before. And it definitely um, changes, like, songwriting for sure, and changes, like, your perspective on art and obviously life, but, um, but yeah, this has been cool, and, um, definitely, I feel like, you know, hopefully my listeners get, like, a good feel, I think, for where you're coming from, and it seems like you got a fair few followers yourself. Yeah, for sure. I said I've been, uh, very quiet for the past year. 
there's been a lot going on, uh, both things outside of my control that have to do with music and then also just like personally, but I'm, I don't know, I have like really good feelings about this coming year, I have a lot of new stuff written, I have, I think, the opportunity to start recording and releasing some of that, and, you know, spring is coming around, and, uh, like, summer and shows, so I'm excited to kind of just take this year on, so I would just say for anyone who is listening, definitely follow me on, like, the socials under, like, Brandy LM Music, or you can find my band under Brandy LM and the bottom shelf, because... It's not going to be such a quiet year this year. Definitely going to be Hell yeah. more active. But uh, if they get anything from this conversation, it's that I write some pretty authentic uh, music about some like messed up feelings that I think maybe some people experience but don't like have like an outlet to like relate to. So I hope that some of them find my music and maybe feel a little less alone. No, I like it. You're an artist in the pure sense. It's authentic. It's real. So, you know, it's cool. And I think it does come through just even from listening today. So awesome. Hopefully, um, you know, maybe cross paths one day, IRL, either in Austin or, uh, old Lancaster. But, yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, I'll let you know uh, if, if in fact, I pull off the uh, the next event this year. Hopefully, sounds like we will. So, if you end up Maybe. being in in town, um, you're obviously, you know, name your time slot. You got it. I'm sure you got more friends up there than the rest of us. Dude, it would be cool. I could maybe even get my old band members to play, like. Uh, I live that way, so. But, um, yeah, I appreciate your time, and I know you said you got to be up early, and I know it's even earlier. Or, well, actually, yeah, it is earlier. Uh, yeah, it is, early. yeah. So. At five, and, uh. But, yeah, that's still really early, so. I have to be at work at five. I do this every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's the part-time Rockstar Life. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, right. I, oh my god, I just don't. I only do it for the two days a week. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat it, and then like, there, I crash really hard. Like the third day, I'll yeah, twelve hours. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. Well, it's been a good conversation, and I appreciate meeting you online here. And uh, yeah, and I'll I'll text you. Uh, when this thing is coming out, I'll probably have a, a question or two, but okay, um, that's pretty much it. All right. Sounds good. Well, I enjoyed talking with you. I like the subject matter. It was a little different. It wasn't like, so just like, who's your like, you know, favorite influence and who is like, like, I, I don't know, just like the same things. It was. Yeah. I try to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> it gets boring if you don't. Yeah. But yeah, I love the name of your podcast. That's such a good name. Thanks. Right? Uh, I just, I actually started because I wrote a song like called that while we were sitting on the beach one day about us all doing this 
stuff. And then one day I was like, well, I should start a podcast maybe and call it that. And here we are. That's awesome. I love it. I wanna, I'm want i going to check out your band some more too. I meant to do that before, but life got me. Yeah, no worries. I can send you, a, you know, the link or whatever. But yeah, I like all your stuff. And I added it to the podcast playlist and I'll be jamming it. And um, yeah, we'll get this out in the airwaves so people can uh, can hear your stuff. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, get some sleep. I'll, Don't work too hard. I'll try. Call it sick. Call it sick. I, you too. <laughs> too many issues right now. Need the money. <laughs> All right. Cool. Bye. See ya. So, yeah, thanks to Brandy for coming on the show, and thanks to you for listening. The song you're hearing in the background is called Sleeping Alone. See you next week. Whoa.